Hey everybody, this is Kevin W. Gresham from the Candy Shop Talk podcast, wishing you all a very happy new year. We're busy finishing up the 2016 Talent Board Candy Research Report, which will be available soon. And then we'll be ramping up for the 2017 Talent Board Candy Benchmark Research Program, which we're also very excited about. And stay tuned for all new podcasts with candy winners and sponsors in 2017 as well. In the meantime, I'll be rebroadcasting some of the most popular Candy Shop Talk podcasts from 2016. So I hope you will give them a listen if you haven't done so already. Thank you again and enjoy. You're listening to the Candy Shop Talk, brought to you by Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards and Research, and hosted by Kevin W. Grossman, because improving candidate experience always impacts the business bottom line. Welcome to another The Candy Shop Talk, where we talk about how improving candidate experience impacts recruiting and the business for the better. With me today is Kim Pope, Executive Vice President of Recruitment Solutions at Wilson HCG, also a very proud candy sponsor from the past few years. Kim, welcome. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for having me. So Kim, first, let's talk about a little bit more about you and your background and what led you to the role you're at today. And then I'm going to have you talk a little bit about Wilson. But first, tell us about you. Perfect. Um, Well, I've been in talent acquisition or recruiting for, gosh, about 10 plus years now and um, been with Wilson in particular for about six and a half. And I've worked really on the staffing side, executive search side. And then when I joined Wilson, you know, RPO to me was an amazing mix between um, the two solutions and really being able to be a true consultant or, or partnership with our clients. And I've done multiple roles within the organization from everything from executive uh, recruiting to account leadership. Um, and, now, and now most recently, you know, really working on our recruitment solution side and consulting side of the business to really be able to customize our solutions for our clients um, and provide, you know, the overall uh, talent acquisition services that we uh, support today. So talk a little bit. I mean, the audience that's going to listen to this um, obviously is familiar with the recruiting industry and RPOs, but tell, tell us a little bit more about what specifically an RPO can help an, an organization with. Yeah, so an RPO really is there to be a partner that can help an organization create a proactive talent acquisition function. And companies really leverage or partner with RPOs in multiple ways. So whether it's an enterprise solution where they're outsourcing Um, larger segments of their business or also on a project basis where they need to augment or go through some hyper growth um, activities within the organization. And RPOs today, it's been a very fast growing industry, um, you know, over the past five to 10 years. And it really has evolved as more of a consulting partner, um, helping with a lot of things outside of just recruiting. So helping with branding or building out workforce planning strategies or technology optimization. So when you hear me say it really is truly a global holistic workforce plan or workforce solutions partnership is really what the term RPO is morphed into, not just recruiting. So I've, you'll hear us uh, at Wilson, we talk about RPO redefined because we really want to redefine what RPO means because it doesn't mean the same thing that it did when it was, um, you know, evolved or really grew about 10 years ago. Sure. No, that makes sense. And I appreciate the, 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 the details there. I think that's important for the listening audience mm-hmm. to understand, particularly because you're one of the progressive firms in the space as well. We've always tried to be the innovator and just really challenging our clients' mindset to try to have that proactive function. So that's, that's definitely one of our, our mission and our goals. 
So it's I would it's fair to say then that your the services that you provide to organizations you're all about what how candidates are being treated as well, right? So can you tell us then? I mean, that's one of the reasons why I know that you got involved in sponsoring the Candidate Experience Awards and benchmark program. So tell us a little bit more about that story um, of, of why you said, wow, this is a program we've got to be involved with and why are you, you're a generous supporter today as well. Yeah, well, you hit the nail on the head. We definitely understand the importance behind a positive candidate experience and the business impact that has on a business. You know, you'll hear us say all the time, your candidates are your customers. I mean, that truly, regardless if you're a consumer or a B2B organization, you know, every candidate that is interacting with your organization is really becoming some sort of fan of your brand in some way. And for us, we were first introduced to Talent Board back in, I think it was 2013, when we actually applied and submitted for ourselves internally to um, get that candidate experience of Wilson HCG in our internal brand. Sure. And, we had, and we had never, um, you know, really um, been involved before that. And so we really wanted to make sure that if we're consulting our clients through Candidate experience, we're also walking the talk. Sure. And, you know, that year we definitely um, used that feedback internally that we received from our candidate experience to continue to evolve and make sure that we've got a forefront focus internally. Um, and then ever since then, that's why that we've decided to sponsor and really be on the council is because we know how important and impactful candidate experience is to really helping an organization have a proactive talent acquisition function and then also helping with the retention of the organization and really growing. Um, you know, from just a business strategy standpoint. Absolutely. And one of the things that I wanted to emphasize before we even talk about your, your time on the Candy Council, mm -hmm. which is our volunteer group that helps to kind of advise and guide the program um, outside of the immediate talent board team, the candidate as the customer. Mm -hmm. And time and again, that we've seen in a lot of, in almost every single candidate experience awards winning company that participates in the candies, whether it be in North America or EMEA or Asia, the Asia PAC group, mm -hmm. that the fact is that that is a big differentiator, that they've yeah. made this internal, this internal mindset change and, yeah. and the focus that it's not the hiring manager, it's not executive management and leadership. Those aren't the, the, the primary customers of talent acquisition. It is the candidate, mm -hmm. and, and those that have made that decision, they have, it kind of helps lift the boats, right? It's the rising water. It mm -hmm. helps lift the boats across the board from pre-application through onboarding. Is that what you've seen as well? One hundred percent, exactly. And you know, the candidates that go through and have that positive experience, that seamless experience, are the ones that, when they're onboarded, their retentions are higher. And you know, when your retentions are higher, you see your business impact grow. And that's when organizations, especially the ones on the candy, you know, because we use a lot of the data that we have been able to have from experiencing the candidate experience awards and all of them, you know, actually use that data to drive change and behavior within their organization, within the hiring managers, within, you know, their overall recruitment teams. And every single one of them then are in sync and how important that is. And those are the ones that perform better. Those are the ones that have higher stock prices or see growth within the organization are those that have that forefront. And that's why you continuously see them winning those awards because they have really focused on it and they know how important it is. So let's, let me talk a little bit more about what Wilson does and mm -hmm. it, it relates to challenges that organizations face today and why a progressive RPO organization such as yourself it would would make for a very important partner today. Well, tell us what some of those challenges are. 
Well, we work with multiple industries. So I think our client set really gives us the biased opinion to give feedback from a candidate experience standpoint from things like manufacturing to banking to insurance um, to very high volume call center environments or very technical software engineers. So a lot of that experience that we see, you know, helps us make sure that we can help companies really build out a streamlined candidate process. But also, I think the most important piece of it is sharing that experience in those stories. You know, so for instance, with our clients, we use a lot of metrics and measurements where we can measure the candidate experience, whether it's through surveys, whether it's through um, process inefficiencies, whether it's through our sources of hire or, you know, referral increases or retention reductions. Whatever it is, it's then leveraging that data that we're able to provide our clients and also the benchmarking we're able to provide from other like industries or other like organizations, and then using that to just educate and teach and train. That's the biggest thing in operationalizing candidate experience is being that consultant alongside and using that data to actually um, you know, really drive that mindset and, and have that focus of candidate experience in the forefront of the entire process from the opening of the requisition, even all the way to that new hires onboarding training and development. I think that's where an RPO really helps because we have that broader view. We have a lot of the data points, but then it's the consultation and training that we can also help alongside of. Can you give an example then, Kim, of, of whether it's candy data combined with your own data where you actually, where you've made a difference on some part of the recruiting phase, like albeit the employment brand, um, and you, you don't have to necessarily reference the company name, but do you mm-hmm. have a specific example of, of, of something that you did and it made this difference and now we look at X versus Y and it's the, the improvement is clear. Do you have an example? Yeah, I, I, one that actually comes to mind that I was actually meeting with this week um, that we've been working with for quite a while. And as I had mentioned, you know, when we work with organizations, it can be in certain segments or business units. And this one, we happen to work with multiple different business units. So we work with them on their very kind of high volume sales type roles. And we also work with them on their very technical software engineers and really hard to fill markets. Sure. And, you know, really from the beginning is it does start with the brand, especially because it's a very well-known Fortune 500 organization mm-hmm. that is well-known for sales and, and more entry-level talent, but they're not well-known for um, software engineers or technical talent like a Google or a Facebook or things like that. So they're losing talent because the brand is not known. And so their candidate experience uh, at the time was very reactionary and only catered towards candidates that were actually applying to positions. Okay. And so as we all know, when you're um, a very reactionary funnel and you're just relying on applications, one, if your application process is too difficult, <laughs> then you're clearly yes. um, you know, having some challenges there. And then, you know, two, the market has changed. Unemployment is low. Uh, We all know that it is definitely a candidate, a war for talent today. And so if you don't have those proactive outreach strategies or recruitment marketing campaigns or that EVP message that really speaks to that segmented talent, you're really going to have challenges finding individuals that are um, a fit for the success profile that you're looking for. So what we did and we do with all of our clients is that, you know, we, we, we run surveys, we use a lot of that data. We also help do some focus groups and really dive deep into the overall kind of EVP story and mission and really help tailor, you know, really from the front end, what are we doing to track and tell that story um, up front? But then also, once you, once you have that funnel really there, what are you doing throughout the interview process to make sure that, you know, it is really catered towards that candidate experience? And for instance, this client in, in particular, 
their tech talent, they had 15 plus people or hiring managers involved in on-site interviews. So they were having two to three week delays of being able to get hiring managers to commit to their calendars or they were, you know, canceling last minute. And, and you know, we all can imagine what, what type of struggle that is, um, you know, from a candidate experience standpoint, especially with the software talent that's not even interested in the brand. So they were having a lot of fallout rates or candidates were declining offers once they got to that stage because the, the hiring managers were not thinking about how they could sell this candidate. Right. So we went in and did a lot of training, hiring manager trainings, first of all, but then the other piece is using that can, candidate experience data to show them the fall off that they're having or show them the impact that it's having on the candidates from the reviews or the feedback that we're seeing and how that impacts their ability to hire top talent. And you can imagine in some of their software engineer roles, they had open for 200 to 400 days, which is, you know, very unacceptable in our industry. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> so, so, you know, that was kind of the first step where we went to was we, you know, we clearly saw gap one was just, we had to change the mindset. And then we really had to go in and kind of retell the story and the brand and really um, evolve it to more of that proactive mindset than that reactive mindset. 200 to 400 days. Yes, that is accurate that, number. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, yeah. uh, that's such a big number, even when you're de not dealing with as many non-competitive, you know, talent pools, uh, yeah. depending on the type of position, but for technical yeah. engineer development positions. Wow. That's, yes. Yes. that's insane. and not only that, Kim, a lot of those same sought after technical individuals, they're not also applying like everybody else. Either. No, they are not. <laughs> right. 100%. No. <laughs> so and what, what's interesting about that is, and they're, yeah, they're just not being, so the attraction is, is huge and the brand development is huge. And I can yeah. tell you that whatever that experiences they have, whether it's just the, at the front end in the beginning, they're like, you know, they, they ch they're checking them out. They're getting, the brand is getting noticed by these individuals mm -hmm. that wouldn't have applied anyway. Mm -hmm. But what mm -hmm. we found in the the candy data is that those individuals, when they're asked whether how they would change their relationship with that employer or that brand based on their experience that they've had, mm -hmm. those that have had, regardless of what point, how far they made it in the in, in the process, those that had an overall five star stellar experience or a good experience, a good overall experience. Mm -hmm. They're more than likely to increase the brand association, whether they apply for a job or not, or just either to do business for that organization, to refer into other individuals. Exactly. If they're not interested, but if they don't, mm -hmm. if, it's the, if it's overall, it's a crummy experience from the first touch to the 10 touches, whatever that is, mm -hmm. then 41% of those candidates last year said they walked. They told us last, they said they were gone. They're taking their business elsewhere. They're not yeah. going to refer and even if a small portion of them actually did that, mm -hmm. especially consumer-based business, you know this, the, the impact on revenue could be dramatic. Dramatic, exactly. Yep. And even those data points you just shared, sharing those you know, are things that the um, candidate experience has given us the ability to use that to teach hiring managers. Just telling them those facts really changes their mindset. Absolutely. And then they really think about it because that they're in their day-to-day, -day, they're moving so fast, they're not thinking about talent acquisition or recruiting. So we always tell our recruiters, it's our job to be the talent advisor and really be able to drive that mindset and that change because we're the experts and we're the ones that really know this and how can we share that with them? Because I think sometimes recruiters forget what an impact they make on the hiring manager through this as well. While yes, they make an impact as the candidate first impression 
and all that, but it's also their job to make sure that they've got the hiring manager in sync um, to complete the entire process. Com completely concur. Kim, is there anything that's, that's exciting that's coming up for Wilson HCG that's a new initiative, a new program um, that, that you, you want to share with us today that, that's coming up for you? Yeah, we're really excited for us in our global growth. We've One of our big mission is to have really that true global platform where we can help support our clients um, and they really feel like they have that consistency globally, but still being able to operate locally. So we actually just have opened uh, another facility within Poland, which we're really excited about. And we're also seeing a lot of growth within um, Asia PAC. And, and so, you know, more to come on that, but that really is for us, you know, our mission is just how can we continue to grow and scale with our clients and continue to provide the um, service levels that we have today from a partnership standpoint, but really give a lot of that local knowledge and consultation. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Kim, again, for, for being on the Candy's Talk Shop podcast. Lastly, before we wrap, Yep. is besides everything that we've been talking about, um, everything that Wilson's doing and just recruiting in general and candidate experience, what else does Kim have a sweet tooth for? <laughs> now, well, do share. Do share. Well, I travel a lot for business. Um, now, one of the things that I'm trying to focus on more now is how can I travel leisurely? and be able to spend time in a lot of the wonderful places that I get to go to uh, throughout Europe or even throughout the U.S. and actually sure. do some fun things and see some sightseeing. So that's, that is uh, one of my uh, passions right now is um, traveling for myself leisurely and being able to experience the places that I get to from a business standpoint as well. So it's not just aspirational, you're actually doing it then, yes. I'm actually doing it, yes, uh, yes. And um, I do have a couple of spots on my bucket list for the summer, so. <laughs> Good for you, well, and what's one of those? Well, I, I'm actually trying to get to Italy. That is oh. my, yes, of all places, that's the one place I've not been yet, and that is, um, yes, so that's my next one. Very nice, I don't know if you're going to Northern Italy or Southern Italy, but when, when my wife and I went through there, well, back in 2001 now, um, we started going down the coast uh, to Sorrento and then oh, the yeah. island of Capri. That was quite lovely down there oh, for sure. I so bet. I wish you the best, the best of travels. And I can tell you, I was doing another podcast recently that when the, the person I was interviewing, we were talking about the glamorous life of business travel. And when people <laughs> asked, ask any of us right that do this then say well you know did you see x y and z no i saw an no. airport and, <laughs> exactly. and i saw a conference hotel room yep. and and that that's what i saw so anyway kim thanks again for being on the podcast and i look forward to seeing you down that candied road and we'll talk to you soon sounds good kevin thanks so much thank you for listening to another episode of the candy shop talk for more information about Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards and Research, please visit www.thetalentboard.org.